Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out, man. Here comes the... Until you play in the NFL, what's longer, a half or five-eighths? Or... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Honey, I Covered the Spread, another edition of it. We are in the playoffs. Week 18 is done. We have our field set. Seven teams from each conference with a potential AFC championship game at a neutral site in Atlanta. Foley, welcome back. These next two weeks are the best two weeks of the football season. Change my mm. mind. Mm. I would agree. I would agree. I think... Um... Although I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, would you agree that like NFL playoffs, the playoff time, like the atmosphere, doesn't take a, a like a, a notch up, doesn't go a notch up compared to other sports? I, would I think agree. that's I think it speaks more on how good the regular season is. Yes, that's more so only what sixteen I'm games or seventeen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. I, I would so, agree like, with that. I saw I heard on a few podcasts they were like you know playoff environment and it's kind of like they're like you know first time Trevor Lawrence is seeing it. It's like I think that game last week is the same environment that a playoff game would would have that home game winning in type of environment that's a playoff environment yeah but he was home right 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 right, right. but i'm saying in general general, um herbert they were saying the same thing about when you go to kansas city for you know a night game that's that's a playoff environment Uh, i mean yeah that's going to be worse than anything jacksonville throws at them right right exactly so do you think it matters for the the, like trevor lawrence at home is that what you're saying like the like he's going to get like, nervous because the crowd is actually there. Yeah, right. So, like, just in, in general, the atmosphere, right? Talk about the guy's first time in it, which I get the first time being in the playoffs because, you know, but that's more – I don't think it's a crowd thing more than just a mental, you know, yeah. there's more on the line. I mean, I think – He's been in a national championship. I mean, right, right, right. I, I, so, like, Purdy maybe because Purdy, you know, was at – he wasn't in, in those type of games at college and, and – mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I don't think something Trevor Lawrence hasn't seen yet. Right. No, exactly. I agree. I agree with you there. But yeah, I'm fired up. Um, you know, I I haven't placed anything yet this week besides teasers, uh, and I'm kind of excited to walk through it here because, uh, you know, as you would expect this time of year, no layups at this point. So, um, I guess first and foremost, what's the plan with me and you? Are we picking something every game? Are we how do you want to kind of structure the playoff here? I, I think we should more so pick and choose, in my opinion. Um, yes, I agree. Uh, so, and were you able to get into that bracket challenge? Yes, 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 yes. I joined. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna I'll, I'll put that out on Instagram and Twitter. We'll mm-hmm. see. It'll be first come first serve. We're gonna do a bracket challenge, everybody. So obviously, Foley and I are in it. It's gonna be twelve other teams. So we'll tweet out the link and the password and all that. It's progressive scoring. So I think round one's one, round one's uh round one wins are one point. Next round's two points, three, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins, if it's not one of us, gets a t-shirt, obviously. I mean, we'll give them you like 50 bucks or something. We'll see. Definitely get a t-shirt. We'll figure out the rest of it. Uh so we will we'll get that out uh after this episode. But yes, I agree. I think we should just pick and choose. I I have a few plays that I love this 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 weekend, so I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. That's all I'll say. Okay. okay. Uh, let's start it off then. Uh, before we get into the games, let's talk a little uh, few things around the league, big picture. I want to talk first off uh, with the number one pick. So Houston blows it, and, and start with that. Right? How? They're getting they're getting dragged as they should. Uh, it reminds me a lot of when the Jets, you know, w- won those two games to lose, miss out on T. Law, and now we're back back to needing a quarterback. No, it was, it was just that Rams game. Rams game the and Brady the man tackling the uh, fucking returner. Now we're at this point where, you know, how though as an organization do you like how do they 
purposely lose that game. How does that look? Is it the the owner? Lovey Smith knows he's gone, so he has no inclination to to lose. The guy coaching the game. Yes. The players have no inclination. You know what I mean? If anything, it's a bad thing to get better draft picks because your job's more at risk. So granted, it's one, you know what I mean? It's one spot. So how do, how do you go about losing the game on purpose? I don't know. Especially because Lovey Smith knew he was gone no matter what. Right. I think if anything, that gave him a little bit more motivation. Right. He right. doesn't give a shit. They, right. I mean, one year and done again, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of messed up. And then to your point with the players, none of them are going to try to lose on purpose. You got to put, you don't even know if you're going to be there next year. You got to put your best foot forward on tape. There's no way any of them are going to lose on purpose. No. And just the, you know, the, the the way that ended was just so funny. It's just so perfect, Texans. I don't think they're in that bad of a spot still unless somebody leapfrogs them with the Bears pick because there's no way the Bears take a quarterback right. with Fields. So I don't think they're in even that bad of a spot still. It was just, I mean, good for Lovey Smith. Going for two there and getting it was just the perfect encapsulation of, of, of the Texans season right there. And they're still picking two. I'm sure they're going to go quarterback, right? Davis Mills has not shown anything. I, I, if anything, he took a step backwards. Can you blame him? He's got absolutely no skill players. No. Brandon Cooks wants out of there. That was a bad bet by me. <laughs> it, it, but to but you can't – I don't know how you lose games in the NFL and still win. Shout out Trent Dilfer. Um, you just can't lose on purpose because – these are people's like livelihoods. And if they're putting like shit efforts on, on tape, no one's going to sign them again. Right. So I guess, you know, the, the, the main thing though, being you and more so my next question for you is you don't think the bears will take a quarterback. I don't now, think so. I guess, would you let's, let's not play the would you game. I think I, I made a determination at, after the draft last year, no more trying to predict what teams are going to do. I don't care about It's not even worth doing that. What would you do? You would not take anyone. No, I would stick with Justin Fields. Would you? Obviously, you're going to try to trade the pick, right? Yes, I would try to shop the shit out of that. Okay. But I would not trade. No, Justin. I mean, Justin Fields looks, you know, like good. I, I've been his biggest hater, man. I, I think he looks good. Is that sustainable? I'm not sure. On the flip side, it, if you get him actual NFL players and surround him with them, he probably doesn't have to run the ball that much, and he probably won't get that hurt. Mm-hmm. If you, if it's going to be like how it is, and you're going to rely solely on him, I don't think that's going to work. You see how I mean? He's had three or four different injuries this year. He's right, right. he's missed you know games. He's his look healthy in the other games. I mean, you got to protect him, but. I think that's just on the staff. And the fact that you traded a second round pick for fucking Chase Claypool does not make any sense to me. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't take a quarterback. I, w- I would stick with Justin Fields. Yeah, I-, I think I'd agree with you. I think um, worst case scenario is, you know, you continue to build the team around him, which is the worst roster in the NFL. And then worst case scenario, if he still sucks, you'll have a decent pick to get a quarterback in future years. I don't think bringing in a new quarterback with this team is going to do anything. You're, you know what I mean? I-, I don't think he's the issue. I do worry, though, because I think he's it's going to be very hard for him to have a successful career because he has no no inclination or no ability to work on his passing game with what they got going on there. Uh, especially with the athleticism he has. And when you when you run that much, you know, it's a matter of time before he's going to hurt himself to a point that he cannot run like that. So he's not going to be able to develop as a passer. And this running stuff, uh, kind of like you see with Lamar, it can only last so long. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what they do there. But I wouldn't move on from him either. I would I'd pretend like I was going to, and then I would just trade um, trade down and, uh, you know, try to build around him. So I would who agree do, with you there. Who do you think? Who do you think tries to trade up for that? So let me pull up the draft. Uh, I'll give it to you right now. Okay. So Bears are first. Texans are second. Cardinals are third. So they're probably set. Mm -hmm. Then it gets interesting. You got the Colts at four. Yep. They need one. You have the Seahawks at five. 
from the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I don't know if so, they need, but Gino is a free agent after this year. Right. So here's the thing with the Colts. Let's start there. What picks do they have after trading for fucking Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan? So they have they traded a second for Wentz. Uh, I, I, I don't know I what don't they traded for Ryan. I'm not sure either. I I guess the the question is does having you know trading away picks for two quarterbacks that just didn't work you know similar to Carolina right? Um, do you say at the four pick seeing the picks around them, you know, hey, let's sit here and and hope one of them falls. Uh, you know, obviously you got to do the QB evaluations and, and see who you have in what tier. But if if you know teams decide that you got the three with Stroud, Young, and Levis with the four pick, maybe you just rather than giving away more capital, you just wait and see which one falls you, if any. Um, so that's interesting there. Seahawks with Gino. Um, to your point, what do they do there if he's a free agent? You got to bring him back, but. Right. It's going to be a little expensive. I think Lions will be the most inclined to move up. For a quarterback? At six, yeah. Hmm. With with Seattle. In How many years does Houston, God have left? Uh, he's got to be near the end of that. Jared Goff. Contract. Because they're the ones looking at three teams ahead of them. Right. I don't so, think the Lions do that. I think they're good with Goff, man. Hmm. So he can be, I don't know how the dead cap works. That's more uh, your speed, but he's got one more year left. Okay. I don't think they go for it there. See, I think I'd be inclined to move up there. We know what Goff is. Everything Goff is doing this year. Yeah, they they would be inclined, especially with the the whole Vegas thing. They want to bring in a QB ASAP with Cargon. So um, I think they go harder after Brady, though. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I think they go harder after Brady and, um, you know, keep their picks. I think the Lions, dude, if I had to plant my flag in a team, the Lions. I, I don't think Goff, um, I think the ceiling with that offense is to the moon, and Goff is more so holding them back, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they do. So they have six and 18. So they have the capital. Right. And even Seattle does. I mean, Seattle's got whatever pick they get after. The playoffs and then, yeah, jeez, they're going to open as favorites to win the division next year. Seattle, Lions. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So you're, if you're talking about that with Goff, now let's say you bring in, you know, a, a Shroud, um, a Bryce Young. Even if Goff has one year left, you take him, have him sit behind Goff, maybe. Could could I, I think Stroud and, and Young are looked at it to be. Um, polished at this point yeah 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 they're pretty polished i think richardson and levis you could get away with maybe a year uh on the bench but um you know talk about goff you know does a team like the jets look to bring him in um what if what if car goes somewhere else i don't i don't think they try to get goff so what let's let's pivot to the jets and obviously the big news with michael four leaving who who What's what's your give me your A plan A plan B plan C with uh Jets with the uh, quarterback? I don't Lamar would be plan A. Okay, I I just don't think he leaves the Ravens. I, but I don't know until they get an offensive coordinator. I don't know if you could say I'm seeing Carr. I'm seeing Jimmy G. I don't want Jimmy G. I'm just gonna say that right now. I don't want Jimmy G. Give me plan A plan B plan C. You got plan, plan A would a, be Lamar. Fair. Plan fair. B would be car and then plan c i think would be either jimmy g or rogers which i'm seeing but i don't i don't, I don't want rogers either because he's gonna what is he like 50 million against the cap i don't yeah, know he's he's been bad this year it's yeah. not a receivers thing he's just been flat out bad yeah this year and i mean yeah yeah get him behind the jets offensive line it's like uh, he's gonna be like what the fuck yeah. so i guess plan c would be jimmy g okay yeah i think it's, I, I i would think it's car so he's plus 400 join the jets and the Colts, which are the favorites right now, right, right. But it, I think it, it, it he's not going to sign until they know who the OC is, unless they say it, whether it be a trade or a cut. Actually, right. no, there would have to be a trade, right? I was going to say if you want Carr, right, and and you say you can have you can kind of have some input into who the new OC would be, but I don't think they'd wait that long, right? 
see, I would do to, I agree with Lamar Carr. I, you know, it's crazy, but like I just said with Fields, man, I just don't. Lamar is so scary to me at the same time. Um, but uh, obviously, I would, I would, I would take him Plan A, Carr Plan B, and I'm happy with those two. And at Plan C, you could talk. I, I'm not a Jimmy G guy. Uh, you can talk me into when you get into that Jimmy G, G range. I think Goff's in that range. One year of him, it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt your franchise. You know, if that's what you're stuck with, Car. Let's say Car goes to you know fucking Seattle. Uh, you know, obviously that opens up Gino. I don't think we want him back at that point. You know, let's say Car goes to Seattle, come back. Yeah, Baltimore resigns Lamar, uh, Rogers. You know, whatever, and you're stuck between a trade for Jimmy G or a trade for Goff. You know, you're telling me it's not a debate. No, it is. Uh, The more the more I think about it, I would I'd rather Plant sees Goff get Jimmy G out of there. Jimmy G is way too injury prone, can't move in the pocket. Not that Goff can, but Goff seems to be kind of quicker decisions, moves in the pocket a little bit better. Jimmy G mm-hmm. just wants to sit there, and you can't do that with this Jets line right now. I now it could get better. You know, you got ABT coming back probably. Back then looks skinny, but I mean Tomlinson might have been one of the worst free agent signings in the world. He he was just god awful. McGovern's a free agent. Font's a free agent, I believe, and it's one of the guy in that Herbig's a, a free agent. So the Jets O line could look completely different, and it'll still be bad. So. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's so bad. I you know I, I think we it's about time we learn with some of these guys, man. That like when these good franchises, it's when these good franchises are letting guys walk. Why yeah. you should not be the team rushing to sign them? You know, Tomlinson, you see it time and time again. Um, obviously, it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, well, yeah, but- I, I I think. I mean, with him specifically, I mean, he was a Pro Bowl player, and the Niners just didn't want to sign him. He wasn't like that expensive, and they they drafted a freaking rookie, so they were planning on uh, they were planning on moving forward with a rookie and trading um, Jimmy G. So they they were the they were the team to sign him. They they were planning on having a rookie on his QB uh, QB on his rookie deal. So if there's a team to pay a guy, you know, market it's them, and they chose not to. So that to me is just like a red flag. Um, yeah, you know, obviously hindsight's 2020, so I'm, I'm not saying it was a bad, like, you know, a bad signing and obviously, Hey, there's bet down years. Maybe he figures it out. Um, but with a new coordinator coming in, I think uh, to give thoughts on that, I, I just, I'm, I don't want to be a copycat. Like, I don't want to do the, um, the Shanahan thing. Uh, well, I, the, I, well, I don't think they will. I don't want to do it at all. Because I mean, that, we're such a, they we're cleaned such, house. They clean out. The floor's a... gone. The old line coach is gone. The wide receiver coach is gone. So that tells me they're, they're going for it's going to be a completely new system. It's not going to be the Shanahan system. What what the Jets do, and they've done it forever, is just they do they they do a complete 180 when things don't work. They give it two to three years, and when it doesn't work, they do a 180. Um, you know what I mean? The, the only time they've had someone it's, with... it's one or two years, it's not even two to three. <laughs> It's it's nonstop between they went to you know they were bowls and they're all right fuck it we gotta go offensive they go to gates oh fuck that didn't work back to defensive and it's just like oh that system's working let's try to do that it's just got to bring in an actual young and and guy who's earned his spot uh you know the the fucking guy um the Lions brought in throwing their offense is unbelievable and like the Jets will never make a hire like that like it just they with Woody running the show they will never be that team to to put they had Dable there passed on him they um what's this is it ben johnson who's running the lines right now yeah um that's a guy where andy reed was trying to bring him in like you know what i mean it's guys like that and the jets will never be involved with those guys man they're always going to be the guy you know give me the the brother the brother the brother of the disciple of shanahan like we get the the fucking hand-me-downs the scraps from a system that has some success and it's just you know i don't think he was that you know, I don't think he was the issue. Uh, I don't think he I was think... either, but I, yeah, you need to, someone needs to get scapegoated for that. And I mean, a lot of injuries, obviously the offense looked a lot better with Brees Hall when he was in there, but yeah, I mean, just look at the list of Schottenheimer was the Jets OC from 2006 to 2011, right? Mm-hmm. So in the next 11 years, they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven OCs in 11 years. Tony Sperano, 
Marty uh, Morningwag, Chan Gailey, John Morton, Jeremy Bates, Dal Loggins, Michael Floor. I mean, are any of those guys even on anyone's staff anymore? I know Chan Gailey retired, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no when was the last time the Jets had a, a coordinator that was getting the head coach high, uh, head coach interviews? <laughs> Doesn't no, happen. It's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. <laughs> they're a joke and then to make matters even worse the last five weeks of the year five six weeks their defense was horrible mm-hmm. so against miami in fairness well yeah congrats man uh the shadow. esm sharks could have could have done decent against them uh i'm looking at the epa the last six weeks dude they were bottom four in the league and it's like you know that defense is not as good as we thought it was it's just not it was never you know i know Year long, it's gonna if happen. Not, if, the, if they don't get pressure with the front four, yeah, it's uh, no, they did they just pick on Mosley, um, Quincy, and then the safeties, right? They, I think they took more, it was more of a taking advantage of a weaker offensive schedule, in my opinion. Um, and now here we are. So it, it was a su- successful season as far as what they actually were, and we're clearing house. So I, I really, you know, they're, they're just they're doomed. Um, there's really no light at the end of the tunnel, in my opinion, for them. Uh, yeah, you would have taken that at the start of the season. That that hundred percent. What they finish eight nine was it seven and ten, whatever it was. Right, dude. But they were what, what were they the seven and the second pick? three? Right, seven and four, seven and seven four. And four. But they weren't that good. Like that, just because your record is that does not look at the fucking Vikings. Are they a legit 13 win team? No, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, it was disappointing, no doubt, but they were never good. That's the right. thing I think people need to realize. They were never good. No, they were never a seven, four, seven and four team. Like, let me pull through game log. Like, and let's let's go through it game by game. And I, and you know what I mean? Sure, there's gonna be a good win here and there. Nice. Lost they lose the by Ravens. 15 to the Ravens. They lose, they beat the Browns, which they had no business winning. That was a lucky win. That's that's not an earned win. It was a fun win and a cool win. They did not deserve that. They lose to the Bengals. They beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, which was um, I believe was that one of Pickett's first games. He might have got knocked out in that game. Uh Pickett came in at halftime. Okay. So yeah, they they beat Trubisky and you know they pull it out great. Um, beat the Dolphins at home, which that was not with Teddy Bridgewater played his, yeah, they played one play. Right. Skylar Thompson. So that's once again, up to this point, we have no good wins, no earned four quarters. Like we were the better team type of win. Uh, they go into green Bay and that's where things change a little bit. That was their big win. I think that's to your yeah, point. That that's was where, the best one. Right. And that's where things were like, Oh man, green Bay was not green. Green Bay didn't make the playoffs this year. And they were at that point, not even playing remotely good football. But I'll give them that still, win. Still still Lambo too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, that's a good win. Um, going to Denver, not you know, the coach was fired before the year ended, so <laughs> nothing there. To do. Lose to New England, horrible loss. They host Buffalo, and that's a great win. So that's a great win. Where, um, you know, Allen, it was more so. It felt like Allen shooting himself in the foot, but that's a great win. I'm gonna give mm-hmm. them that there. I was there. Yeah. After that, there's nothing. Looking yeah. down this list, there's zero. Yeah. Uh, the Bears, you Bears, don't care for Bears at home. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. There's nothing across the line here. So, you know, we're talking about one good win and one great win. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to. It's it's a successful season based on where we were a year ago. You know what I mean? It's yep. it's disappointing because there was a chance at playoffs with teams that are beatable. But this is who they are. They're seven and ten. They finished fourth in the division, and you know. It, there was a stepping stone. You got Garrett Wilson, who's a great receiver. You got Brees Hall, who's a great running back. Um, QB, honestly, we're in no man's land. And O-line needs to be built. And the defense took a step forward. Um, yes. This idea at any point during the year that we're QB away from being like this like contender, it was it, it's just so far-fetched. It was never that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe never that. or Josh Allen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prime Tom Brady. Um <laughs> But like that's just it is what it is, and um, can they make the playoffs with this expanded system? One hundred percent. Yes. Um, but they should next year. Yeah. Are they a quarterback away from doing that? One hundred percent. Um, but you know we're talking about a, a a first round exit, most likely type of team. Um, that, uh, yes. The, well, depending on what they do in the off season, who who in the AFC are they beating in the playoff game? Jacksonville. <laughs> the team that 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 waxed them this year, um, different team. 
<laughs> right. That, that, that's the only possible team. You might be able to take a team from the South. Every, there are two teams in every other division, including our own, who would beat us in a playoff game come next year. All right. You're always the optimist. All right. Let's get on to the Jets. Let's get on to the playoff slate, man. Jeez. Let's get on the And the slate. fact that they're talking about bringing in Daryl Bevel, of all fucking people, dude. I can't. I can't even do it, man. Like, look what he did with Tua. Yeah, it had nothing to do with fucking Tyree Kill and Jalen Model. Get Shan Gailey back out of retirement, yeah. man. Jesus Christ. Bring in Sean Payton. Just be the OC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be okay with that. Is Bill Cowher still looking for a head coaching job? Yeah, remember All right. that. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's break. Let's let's get into it let's, here. Let's get into it here. All right, we got we got what do we got? Two games Saturday, three games Sunday. Martin Luther King Day has the Cowboys and the Tampa Bay. Sorry for the pause. I was like, first things I was. What is that J Cole song with Martin? Uh... Oh boy, now nah, you know what? Never mind. All right, we got we got six games this weekend. <laughs> six games this weekend. Starting off with Seattle at San Fran. This line's at nine and a half. Total's at 42. I'll let you start this one. All right, so let's walk through this here. The San Fran offense, right? Um, what week did Purdy take over? I want to say it was week, it was against uh Miami. Eight, nine, maybe. No, it wasn't that long, ago, was it? So he took over. Yeah, Jimmy G got hurt against Miami on December 4th. That was week 13, 12. No, no, no. They played six games with him. So that means it would have been week 13. Wow. Why'd you say uh, no right away then? Well, you said week eight. Oh, I thought you were saying <laughs> no to the week 13 that I just no, said. No, 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 no. no, I mean, yeah, when you guessed four times and just kept going higher and higher. <laughs> uh, eventually you got there. So they put up with Purdy 33 against Miami at home. They put up 35 against uh, Tampa at home. They put up 21 on the road in Seattle. They put up 37 at home against Washington against a you know good defense. They put up 37 on the road against Las Vegas, and they put up 38 at home against the Cardinals. So this offense is absolutely humming, absolutely mm-hmm. humming. I would say probably you know up there, top three offense since Purdy has taken over. They're at home going up against a Seattle defense, which is not very good. Uh, what can Seattle do defensively? I think really just stop the pass, pass right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're horrible against the run. And I guess the question is, expecting a lot of rain. Um, Are some they? wind. Yeah, a lot of rain. 100% uh, forecast and rain in the Bay Area this weekend. So, playing for the third time now, right? Swept them in the regular season. Yep. Beat them by this exact matchup on the road. Beat them by eight. Yep. And at home earlier in the year, beat them by 20. Uh, I don't remember who was even playing for the Niners at that point. I think Jimmy G. So the question is third time playing each other. They played not too long ago. You know what each team wants to do here. It's going to be raining. uh, 10. You know, I I could see why the money gets hit at 10 because it opened 10 here. Mm Mm-hmm. Where where are you? I know you're a Niners guy with your Super Bowl ticket. What where where do you fall here? Where I don't do like that? I don't like that many points. Mm. But I do like a lot of the Niners props. Okay. By a lot, I mean McCaffrey and Kittle. McCaffrey came to the Niners in week seven. The first six weeks for the Niners, they were 28th in rush success rate. After McCaffrey came on, they're sixth. They were 24th in rush EPA per play. They're now third. In rush DVOA, they were 28th. They are now second. McCaffrey has completely changed that rushing attack. Now, Seattle did a good job when they played him last in Seattle of kind of shutting him down. But that was at Seattle. I feel like it's. I feel like, and I didn't even know the weather was going to be like this. McCaffrey's total for rushing yards is 74 and a half. It seems a little steep, but I, I kind of like that. I mean, it all it takes is one play. Seattle is uh, letting up 100, over 150 yards per game on the ground. Now, it's a little inflated because of that 300-yard game from Josh Jacobs, but they're not a good team against the run. Hell, the Jets were having success against them. 
Mm. I, I like McCaffrey over 74 and a half yards. And I like Kittle's props too for what he did against them. Kittle seems to be last six weeks. I think he has a touchdown every week. He he is just a monster right now. And and when you have a rookie quarterback, so this is Brock Purdy's first, he's a rookie quarterback, obviously first playoff game. This is Geno Smith's first playoff game in his ninth season. Nerves might get to him a little bit. He's he's kind of looked pretty good, but he's the facing, offense has fallen off, undoubtedly. Yeah, and he's facing the fourth ranked defense for the secondary. I, I think he has a lot of trouble here. So I like Kittle over 40, 44 and a half. I like McCaffrey over 74 and a half rushing yards. And then I'm probably gonna take Geno's under in passing yards. Okay. Um, what is Kenneth Walker's rushing total at? 57 and a half. Hmm. A little low. I'm going to take the under there. I might take the over there. 57 and a half. For comparison, he ran the ball um, 12 times the first time they matched up, and he ran it for 47 yards, uh, you know, a 3.9 average. I don't see him getting that many carries. I think he gets more than that. I I think yes. uh, Seattle down the stretch really yeah, made yep. it um, a point to run the ball more. And I think that if both teams are looking to run the ball, which I I would expect uh, that, and you know he yeah he's getting twenty three carries, twenty carries. Yeah, he's getting carries on the line. I might I might get a little take a little piece of that over there come uh, Saturday because. You know, everyone's gonna be slamming that under the way my mind originally thought because you know you think good matchup, but with the rain, he might get there on volume alone. You know what I mean? You need to really not mm-hmm. let up any big runs at all. Uh, when a guy's getting 15 plus carries for a total of 57, you know what I mean? You just need all it takes is one decent sized run, and you know you're looking at something. I they just played this defense, um, you know, not too long ago. They know how they want to, you know, how they want to play them. So that's something to keep an eye on there is maybe a little Kenneth Walker uh, over. Now, as far as side and total, and to your point, the um, the spread in total, or whatever I'm saying, side and total, and then even a, a San Fran prop I have in mind. I just can't get involved here. If anything, I would tease it in a seven-point teaser down. I just don't like this spot. Um, I like the matchup for San Fran as far as X's and O's. You know, they can run the, they, they want to run the ball, and uh, you can run it on Seattle. It's just the the third time and playing as recently as they did. Uh, you know, I, I'm not rushing to lay nine and a half here. If anything, I would lean Seattle if it gets back to 10, uh, just because the divisional, you know, three times mm-hmm. divisional game, um, slow it down. Purdy with the rain, you know, it's quick. Get the ball out offense. One prop I'm looking at is um, Ayuk. I saw his yards was at 48 and a half. And since Purdy and took... Half. 45 and a half. Um, I think all the props are are dropping very quickly because of the weather. Um, let me pull up Ayuk's game log. And Debo is back, so that obviously yep. explains a lot. His game log, since Purdy took over against Miami, 46 yards, 57, 19, which was against Seattle, which is a big thing, 81, 101, 59. So he's surpassed that total in four out of the last five weeks. And then if you go back to when Purdy took over, it's four out of the last six where he came up short by, you know, uh, what is that? No, no, he went over 45 and a half. So he would have hit it five out of the six weeks Purdy has played. We're talking about targets nine, three, four, seven, 12, five. I, I think he is no, the wide receiver no, one. But Debo hasn't been in though. Debo has been out, but also since Debo has come back. It's one week. Which he played, I believe it was all, it was all four quarters last week. Yeah. He had three targets for 20 yards. Right. Right. Um, maybe a little, so, oh, maybe the longest reception for you there, 21 and a half. Yeah. Uh, once again, I, I think if I was to go with San Fran prop at this point, it would be Ayuk. The only thing with McCaffrey, I agree with everything, is um, I could see them just coming at so many different angles rushing wise. I could see a lot of Debo volume in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like it. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think, um, it should be easy to get there because especially now is the time to really just give him the volume. It's playoff time. Fuck it. Uh, go, go break yourself if you gotta, but just with them, man, I mean, between Mitchell, him, Debo in the backfield, it's just like, it just scares me sometimes. Uh, but talking through it, I also pulled up the weather here and 
basically it looks like it's going to be rain at 100% chance of rain, which and then 12 mile per hour winds. Now that's not too bad. And like I said, the, the, the rain part doesn't scare me. Um, that's not a grass surface, right? That's turf out there at Levi. No, that's grass. Is it real grass? Oh yeah. It's like, it's like the best grass you could get though. It's, it's called Levi, right? Yeah, they got term- yeah, Levi term- Stadium. They fly in from Arizona. Bermuda grass. Turfway yeah. Bermuda. Uh, Tiffway Bermuda. Okay. Um, interesting. Because I'm wondering, man, the rain uh, doesn't scare me as much as as wind. And, and the wind's not the worst thing in the world. No, it's 12 mile per hour. Uh, Jacksonville's expecting 10 mile per hour. No one's talking about that in Jacksonville, but they're talking about the fucking rain. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, and I'm not going to overthink it. The team with the advantage on both offense and defense. Give me the minus nine and a half here, but also give me Walker over rushing yards. I think he gets there on pure volume, and I think San Fran uh, keeps rolling here against a, a team, debatably the worst team in the playoffs. Uh, I, it's tough on week two, but give me – you got Shanahan and you got Carroll, and, and we're talking about a tough situation here because you just saw him recently. Give me Shanahan to to to, to throw the curveballs here. Yeah, I meant to say uh, Kenneth Walker. He had 47 yards against San Fran in, in week 15, but since then, so the, over the past month, Seattle's run blocking improved 35%, and he's been averaging 118 yards since that game. So I like that. I like that 57 and a half. Yeah, me too. All right, moving on. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting their fifth ever home playoff game against the Chargers on a short week they when did they play oh the jaguars played saturday so they got an extra day of rest chargers coming back east i have a game of the month here and it is it is justin herbert and the chargers at minus two and a half yes i have minus two and a half this is a game of the month here there's no way the chargers don't get this done i will clip this when they don't get it done and i will post it you can freeze and cold takes me and whatnot I love the charge in this spot since they got healthy. I think it was the second half of the year. This defense is, is I think they went from like 25th to like 10th in DVOA. Joey Bosa Staley said he's going to be healthy. Khalil Mack still there. They lost 38 to 10 at home to the Jaguars earlier this year. That's not going to happen again. It is all for the chargers. Justin Herbert. This year on the road is 7-2 against the spread. He is in Eastern Conference, uh, Eastern Standard or Central Standard. He is 12-4 against the spread in his career. It's all coming up for the Chargers. The Jaguars are 6-22 straight up under Trevor Lawrence when allowing 14 points or more. 5-7 this season. The Chargers are going to put up more than 14 points. I love the Chargers in this spot. I think they get it done. I also have a few props here. Etienne under 78 and a half rushing yards. Jermichael Hasty came back. He lost 30. I think he lost 30% of the snaps to Jermichael Hasty in a must-win game last week. He had seven for 17 yards against the, uh, the Titans. He had nine rushes against Houston. He had 108 yards. He was averaging 12, but only nine rushes still. He's hit this total in three of the last six games. If you want to go even further, he's hit in three of the last eight games. They seem to be kind of going more to a committee. Chargers run defense has been pretty good. So give me under 78 and a half rushing yards for Etienne as well. I think that's it for props. Yes. The, oh, oh, I'm I'm also going to take Christian Kirk props. Foley, he took care of us mm-hmm. in that in that week 18. He had 99 yards. He had a touchdown. He had six catches, I believe, which was over the four and a half. That was a great look by you. I will give you praise here. And I like Christian Kirk again. The it seems like the Chargers are playing a little bit more man, and he is beating man coverage like a, like a motherfucker. Peterson is running all these rub routes and stuff for him, not Zay Jones. So give me Kirk over. Let me get the let me get the number here. 
56 and a half yards. I, I think that's easy. So I'm going to take Kirk over, Etienne under, and then my game of the month, the Chargers minus two and a half. Let's roll. Okay. Fair enough. So I'm going to be teasing Jags up, uh, six point teaser up through the eight, not with Cincy, uh, not, I'm sorry, not with um, San Fran because San Fran, I need the seven point. Um, getting through three and seven here at, at home against a team who just does not blow teams out. And basically I kind of match these two up, right? And you think about it quarterback wise, it, it's definitely Herbert, but how they kind of run that offense. Right. I, I and Lawrence can do enough. So I, it's, it's advantage chargers for me, but I just don't, I don't, give them too much of the advantage. And here's the thing. It's about Mike Williams. This dude Staley played everyone last week. Mike Williams gets banged up. Bosa gets banged up. And Mike Williams is now questionable to play. Even if he is playing, when you're questionable at this point in the week, you are banged up. You're not 100%. So first thing foremost, going up against a, in my opinion, a week's Jags team, uh, a Jags team who by the numbers were decent, especially to end the year. They were actually uh, very, very good. However, here's the teams they played to end the year. Texans. Titans with Dobbs, Jets with Mike uh, Mike White uh, with the, the ribs. Uh, or no, no. Was that uh, White? No, Wilson. That was, Wilson. That was Wilson. Wilson. Um, the Cowboys, who absolutely torched them in Jacksonville as far as, um, you know, defensively, looking at the defensive uh, side of it. Then you got the Titans at home, put up 22. That was probably with – who the fuck was that with? Ryan Tannehill at that point. Um so you said not the not the strongest offenses in the world. So I, I think that defense can be had as far as Jacksonville goes, because then the week prior to that, before my kind of scale of the last five weeks, yeah, the Lions put up 40 on them. So I think they can be had. Um, the issue is, once again, the Williams thing, the play calling, that whole that whole thing with Herbert. So I'm going to just start with the safety blanket. You know, a guy who's been a top receiver in the league for a long time. His receiving prop is currently at six and a half receptions. I'm going to take the over with Keenan Allen. Uh, I'm going to start with that. Uh, keep it simple there. Just g- give me the over. Seven catches. Um, God forbid, you know, Chargers fall behind. Then, it, you know, might as well cash that ticket as it is. Uh, could get They could get conservative as the game goes on, but so be it. Coaching matchup, right? Who has a better coach? You got to take Peterson here. I think um, Peterson has done it, what he's done is way more impressive. I think Staley's almost underperformed with his roster. I think Peterson, with the playoff experience, will have his team ready. Lawrence got a little taste of that playoff atmosphere last week at home. They're at home here, taking, you know, it's going to get cold there in Florida at night, also for the Chargers. Um, kind of bouncing all over the place here. But um, furthermore, the thing is, though, with Staley, is that defense, you know, when we watched them play Miami, uh, you know, on that primetime game where we both called that Herbert was going to ball out, they did a lot defensively to take away Waddle and Hill. And they were getting a lot of praise from the X and, as, X and O's guys on Twitter. So I think Staley, who is a defensive guy, right? Um, Lombardi's one run of the offense. Staley, I do think, might bring his A game defensively, to your point. I just worry about what their plan is offensively. So to, to bring it full circle here, I'm going to tease the Jags up through the set, the three and the eight, get them to eight and a half. And I'm going to, I lean with you, the chargers minus the two and a half, because at the end of the day, I think they're the better team, just the injuries on the road with their coach. It just, it, it scares me right now to, to, to lay them with the two and a half, but I'm going to tease up and I'm going to take Allen over six and a half catches. Okay. I'm, I, I forgot. I'm also going to add Eckler over rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Is that, He's at 50 and a half here. He's barely been playing. They said they were cutting his snaps a little bit to get ready for the playoffs. He's at 50 and a half. He's hit this in his last six games. I don't, with Mike Williams out too, I, I don't know how he doesn't hit this. So I'm also taking 50 and a half rushing yards for Austin. Hey, I also want to pull the Chargers game log because one thing I noticed, the last five weeks, they have the third worst run defense according to EPA. Um, and I know you're at the end play is more of a volume play. Yeah. I think you're fine. I'm eating ice as I do this. Um, I think you're fine as far as the volume. But um, what was that number that you, you gave out? 78 and a half. Yeah, that's high. Um, okay. So, you know, to that effect, I'm looking at the Jags. You know, they have been able to, you know, successfully run the ball the last five weeks. So, you know, there it's there for the Jags. You know what I mean? So just not to damper your game of the whatever you called it. Um, it's there for the Jags. I'm happy with teasing that up. They should be able to run the ball. 
and hopefully, you know, a banged up Chargers offense becomes one dimensional with uh, Keenan Allen and they can do enough defensively to, to I'm very, very happy with getting eight and a half there to teaser is what I'm trying to get out here. Whatever, dude, whatever. I get it. You don't like me. I don't like you. It's not going to hit. <laughs> Clip it. All right. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. We got now we go to Sunday. Sunday, we got three games starting off at one o'clock with the Dolphins led by Skylar Thompson traveling to the Bills. This line is at 13 and a half in favor of the Bills, and this total is at 43 and a half. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. 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 This game kind of sucks. <laughs> what do you got yeah. for weather in this one? Uh, nothing. It's going to be cold, but not like freezing. Okay. Well, not not by you know NFL weather. I'm pulling up. Not by. Uh... I guess really the question here, right, is like you know McDaniel's going to have to throw like just an absolute gem of. They're going to have to run the ball, and I don't even know if Mo- is Moster playing. I know he just had um. Thumb surge. I think he broke his thumb. I, I believe so. So, so that would be Jeff Wilson to be. Should Chubb practice, but Mostert did not. Thirty-one degrees. Okay. Not the worst. Miami played well in Buffalo uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, that was with. That was with Skyler. No, that was not with Skyler. That was with Tua. Um, the primetime game was that Christmas? Christmas Eve. I was it or Thanksgiving. Um, it was a holiday. Nope, December seventeenth. So no, it wasn't any of those. Um, it was a Saturday night game, though. I know that. So last, God, man, the the, the Dolphins' offense last week was horrible. Their receivers are constantly limping away. So I think the receivers are banged up. I don't see the Dolphins scoring. Um, the Bills, either. though, on defense, have not looked good whatsoever in my opinion um they look like they can be had so you know mcdaniel you're gonna have to scheme something up you're gonna need hill and waddle to be healthy and doing their thing but even with thompson i I just don't see how they're moving the ball here i'd have to lean buffalo yeah i would too i mean bill's defense is ninth in dvoa strong run defense i mean (laughs) i know the the dolphins ran for 188 against them Mm mm-hmm in that week 15 game, but that that was with Tua. Like, I mean, I don't think Mostert's playing, so there goes your home run threat. I I can't see them keeping this close. I would assume Demar Hamlin's there too. He's back in Buffalo. Mm. I mean, the the boost they're gonna get from seeing him. You know what? I'm taking the. I just talked myself. I'm taking the Bills 13 and a half here. Okay. I would lean under as well. It could get ugly. It could get ugly. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is the biggest spread in wild card round history. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The previous one was 11 and a half. No. Yeah. Josh Allen in freezing temperatures, 8-3-3 three, three against the spread. Dolphins are 8-8 eight eight against the spread in freezing temperatures. Losing 10 in a row straight up. <laughs> I mean... So I guess... From a, a game script standpoint, right? you got to think Miami's just going to try to slow this thing down. Right. Run, 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 run. Huh. It's going to depend on if the Bills can get off to a hot start. If the Bills go up, you know, 10, 14, I think Miami's going to, I don't know if they'll panic, but they're not going to run the ball as much, which. Right. I think I mean, with Scott, with, with Thompson, I think you, you like, you kind of have to. I mean, got the, screens, if anything. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. And, I mean, you saw what they scored nine points against the Jets defense at home. So, I mean, I think the Bills defense is, is on par with the Jets defense. So, I mean, now I'm talking myself into the under. What's Dawson Knox's um prop? You want 
receptions or yards? He's at 32 uh, and a half yards and three and a half receptions. Take a quick game log quick. Diggs is at 79 and a half, six and a half. Tyreek's at only a Tyreek's at 59 and a half. Wow. What's the yard? It's 30 what and a half? 32 and a half. Okay. I'll stay away for now. I got nothing here, man. I guess the only thing with it, it can get a blowout, so the blowout with props is scary. But at the same time, if it's not a blowout, that means Miami's probably successfully moving the ball and burning the clock. Yep. Yeah, so I'm just going to stay away. I'm going to take the Bills 13 and a half here. Let's roll, boys. Respect it. Let's roll, boys. All right, moving on. We got the uh, Vikings hosting the Giants. This line is at minus three for the Vikings. This total is at 47 and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 48 and a half. I don't have a side here. I will say. So they obviously played each other a couple weeks back. I think that was Christmas Eve. Yeah, that was Christmas Eve. Took a 61-yarder from whoever the kicker is on Minnesota to beat the G-Men. This seems like a game that you take Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson props. So I, I actually have two props for you right off okay. the bat here. I got KJ Osborne. What do you got his number at? Let's see if they even have that fella. They do. I got him at 40 and a half yards. Uh, give me the over there. Um, And, and here's, here's why. Three catches. For the last, uh, what is it, five weeks now. Here's his targets, target share. Starting with... um. Five weeks ago, coming forward, five targets, 16 targets, four targets, seven, and then six. And yardage going 38, 157, 17, 59, 117. In comparison to Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen, whose game, who's, here's his targets going from the same week forward. Eight, four, five, four, three, yardage 65, 41, six, 16, eight. KJ Osborne is now the wide receiver two in that offense. Um, it is something that has slowly been developing throughout the year. Um, Thielen is falling off a little bit. However, he's more of a red zone guy. Thielen's kind of been going off with touchdowns at near the end of the year. Yep. Um, and Osborne has kind of been the, the the volume guy for wide receiver two. I think if there's one guy on this offense that you have to just double cover throughout the entire game and let the rest fall into place, it's Justin Jefferson. We're seeing the last couple of weeks where teams have successfully taken them away. Um, what's his name? Wink Martindale. I probably fucked that name up. Mm-hmm. Um, Defensive coordinator, he's pretty well respected around the league. I think he will look at what teams are doing. And, you know, I'm not saying he's going to shut down Jefferson, but just try to, you know, slow him down. And that, to me, leaves a guy, K.J. Osborne, who's lining up, you know, 90% of snaps on the other side of the field, 40 yards, you said. I think he gets there. Uh, Give me the over there. And then my other prop is Richie James. He is simply just the wide receiver one for the Giants, going up against a below average defense in the Vikings. Um, I expect points here. I kind of like the over. I might take the over. And I think Richie James just in turn will pass his uh, prop up. I think it's 46 I was seeing. Um, I got 49 and a half. Wow, so it jumped up. Uh, I got to get that in then ASAP. Richie James game log just to once again kind of walk through it. We're looking at targets of 7, 11, 5, 9, 3, 6, yardage of 76, 90, 42, 61, 20, 41, 48. So he's the wide receiver one. I think there's going to be points, two below two below average defenses. And um, just by default, once again, volume play. Uh, kind of my props this week is strictly volume. And uh, I'll take the over. You got 49 and a half, which I'll take it at this point. But um, I like it. And I'll right, the yeah. Giants. Uh, yeah, those games are always close, right? They outplayed them the first time, in my opinion. I, I would agree with that. I, oh, man, I, I, I just love all the Vikings in this game. First play is going to be Hawkinson over fifty and a half total yards, uh, receiving yards. He's averaging fifty-six yards with the Vikings. Giants give up the seventh most tight end yards. I'm going to take the over there. 
He went for 13, 109, two touchdowns against him in the week prior, in the matchup prior. Justin Jefferson, I, it's at 95 and a half now. He went for 12 mm-hmm. and 133 against them. I don't know if I'm going to take that. Oh, but I want to. A couple. So the Giants blitz on 45% of dropbacks. That is over 8% more than Arizona, which is second. Okay. They are, when they played them last, okay, they ran cover one, which is man-to-man, one safety up top, right? Eight and a half percent of the snaps in that game. Their season average outside of that game is 31%. So it was a ton of zone. It was less blitzing. And Justin Jefferson still lit him up for 12 catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown on 16 targets. Kirk Cousins actually did better when they did blitz. He was 61% success rate against the blitz. And he had 10 first downs on 23 passing attempts. So does Wink go with kind of the same approach, which was a lot of underneath passing, maybe make Kirk make a mistake? Or does he go to what has been their bread and butter this year, which is a lot of blitzes, a lot of cover zero, cover ones. And I, I, I can't see that. I can't see you letting Justin Jefferson beat you. I think he still might beat you because he's that good. But I'm going to take Kirk Cousins over 275 yards passing. He is... Where's the stats? See, I keep, I keep losing these stats. It's bad radio. When the so the Vikings team total is at 26 ish, 25 ish. When their team total has been that high, he's averaging 312 yards in the air. Giants are a bottom five secondary. I don't even know who's back there anymore. So I'm taking Kirk over 275 and a half yards. I'm taking Hawkinson over 50 and a half yards. And I will be taking Hawkinson anytime touchdown. And okay. I might take Jefferson. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I, you you would think this is I like the Richie James angle because I do think this is a high scoring game and I, I I like that angle. Yeah, I um I'm on Richie James. I'm on Osborne, and then um I'm leaning Giants in the over here. Uh, Vikings O line banged up. They're without their right tackle. Uh, centers uh, questionable, and um you know that G- Giants D line can get after you. And Kirk Cousins under pressure. You know what I mean. You could you could see where things go wrong for for the Vikings on Sunday. Yeah. All right, now we got an ugly one. We got the Ravens going to Cincinnati, oh. a rematch from last week. The Bengals are minus nine and a half or minus ten, depending on the book, and this total is at forty and a half. Other end of the seven uh, point teaser with um, yeah. San Fran. Get them to two and a half. Those like two that. lock that in. I'm gonna ride that uh, with you. Yeah, and then besides that, I think they're expecting uh, Brown to play. Um, yeah, yeah. Huntley did not practice today again, and Lamar's definitely not playing. His knee is still not stable. Right, right. Uh, so, I mean, what do you want to do here? I, I have. I mean, I would still lean Cincy. I guess. I mean, it's a lot of points for a divisional game. Uh, that that Ravens defense has actually been playing like pretty well. Um, yes, since getting are, Smith. Yeah. So. The Ravens unders after acquiring Smith went seven and one. What's the total? Forty and a half. They went from weeks one to nine before uh, Smith broke on. They were twentieth against the rush. Now they are third. Hmm. But they're they're averaging. So their points per game without Lamar, 16-13, They have not scored more than 17 points without Lamar. The defense is only allow- allowing an average of 18 and a half. Hmm. They allowed 27 to the Bengals last week, but that was with uh, two picks, I think, that just set up the Bengals to score. So they, they actually played pretty well. Bengals are missing Lyle Collins and 
Uh, one other guy on that O-line, so it's going to be two backups. I think one's a rookie, too, that are starting on that right side. It's going to be the right tackle and the right guard. I, I, I could, I, I'm taking the under here. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, that's what uh, I'm getting at. That was, uh, they lost Alex Kappa and then Lyle Collins. So the whole right side of that line is not starters. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm looking at some props. It is a tough game to get a feel for. Yeah. Because you can kind of throw on them. The Ravens, that is. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing here. I'm not even going to force anything. I got nothing here. Uh, weird game. It, if Brown plays, I, I, I'll lay it with the Bengals. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. That's just an ugly one. Let's let's just let's all just be honest here. It's an ugly one. Yeah. All right, last game of the wild card round. We have the Dallas Cowboys going to Tommy Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've got a night game for Tommy Brady. Mm. The Cowboys are on the road but favored by two and a half, and this total is at 45 and a half. Floor is yours. I like the over to start. If this is Tom Brady's last NFL game, I don't think he's going to be fucking handing the ball off. I'm going to say that right now. I am just so I like. So we have the Brady stats right where he stinks in games that are not at one o'clock. He gets tired. Mm-hmm. He was four twelve. Uh, four was it four? Yeah, they're not counting that last game. He was four and twelve against the spread this year. Like that's that's awful. That's awful. The only thing that concerns, like, what concerns me about the Cowboys is that O line is is banged up. They got no one there. They just got blown out, obviously. But that was one of the worst games I think I've ever seen them play against Washington. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have Vita Vea back. They're they're top five in defensive rush success, so it's going to fall on Dak, right? Does he have enough? I I haven't seen enough from him that makes me think to take the Cowboys here. I I mean the Bucks are so bad though. God, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Um, I do have some props though. Okay. The first prop is C.D. Lamb yards. If they're going to throw somebody, it's going to be to him. Yeah, the Bucks defense is really good against the run. Not so much against the pass. I think they're going to have to throw it. So I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb over. Where are you, CeeDee? 75 and a half yards. I'm going to take him over 75 and a half yards. I'm also going to take... Um, Mike Evans over 64 and a half yards. He's probably going to see digs a little bit. It seems like Mike Evans got going a little bit towards the end of the season, him and Brady. There's going to be a double move or something. It's going to be a long reception. So I'm going to take Evans over 64 and a half. Cause I don't think the, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to run the ball. They, they, they can't run the ball. They don't really want to. They're not going to run the ball. I mean, they want to brother. That's all they did was run the ball and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, they're going to change think, now? I think they're going to change now. Okay. Call me crazy. 64.5 for Mike Evans, 75.5 for C. Lamb. And I'm going to take the over 45.5 just because I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to run the ball too well. I think they're going to give up on it and it's going to be on Dak. He's got to pick it. Actually, fuck it. I'm going to take Dak interception too. That seems, I think that's hitting the seven of the last eight games. I'm going to take Dak interception over 45.5, C. Lamb over 75.5, and, and over 64.5 for Mike Evans. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. it. It comes down to one thing: if the Bucks out the gate go Brady, you're dropping back fifty times and spreading it out. They're going to win. They're going to win outright, and they're going to move on. The issue is we have not seen that once this year, and I have a feeling we're not going to see it now. Uh, you can throw on both these defenses. It's there's no doubt about it, and both defenses are stout against the run. So, with that said, um, to your point, it's going to come down to the, <laughs> whether or not teams go attack the secondary. Both these teams want to run the ball. 
And if they both go in there with that thought process and they both try to run the ball, brother, it's going to fly under. If they come in with an aggressive game plan, and obviously, right, if they pass, it's going to go over. If they run, it's going to go under. But um, it, it's there for the taking. It, the Bucks simply at home just have to do what they should. Um, I believe Jensen, he might be playing. Oh, really? Is he coming back? Someone said that on a podcast. Um, I didn't fact check it, though. Um, to your oh, point, you know, oh, I, yeah. updates Brian Jensen. Curious case of Bucks center Ryan Jensen. He was limited. Um, he comes off the injured reserve this week. So um, he possibly could play. Uh, so that's a tough spot to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No doubt about that. Oh, he has been I, practicing the last two weeks. Right. So I'm, first off, I'm teasing the Bucks up through three and eight, uh, three and seven with. Um, uh, who did I tease before? The Jags. Same exact situation. Uh, teasing them up. Uh, Cowboys going to their pl- their land and, and beat them by more than a touchdown, and I'll, I'll I'll pay up. But give me that. And then besides that, you know, at two and a half, man, I I, I think we're we're spot on here. At three, I would have taken Tampa, but as yeah. of right now, two and a half, I'll stay away. And um, yeah, it, it's just if someone can can get a scoop on what the game plan is from these offenses, man, you could really make some some good money. It's just if, if they try to do this fucking you know, running shit. They both try to do it. Just, it's not going to go well. Yeah. Um, both secondaries can be had. So just go after them. Brady has never lost to the Cowboys in his career, which is kind of funny. How many times has he played him? I don't know. I think six and oh, seven and oh. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, and I've been pondering over here. I, you know what, dude, I'm going to take the giants. I'm going to take them the plus three, by the way, not to circle back. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take the Giants plus the three there. I think you have a very equal equal team, uh, equal equal matchup rather. Uh, I worry about the Giants on the road, Danny Dimes in particular, in that very hostile environment that Minnesota probably doesn't get enough credit for. However, Dable, man, I mean, in my opinion, the coach of the year, he hundred um, percent. He, uh, I think he does enough. He does enough scheming wise up, up against Kirk Cousins and Co. Um, I'll take the three points there. Okay. All right, that's a wrap there on the wild card weekend. We got a big tweeting out. week. Big tweeting week. Big tweeting week. Big Instagram week. Got to tweet uh, the plays. We do have to figure out next week because we're going to be in New Orleans Thursday. How we're going yeah. to? Uh... <laughs> um, good question. We can either record Wednesday or if you want, I doubt we're going to be able to. We're not going to record down there. We're not going to have any of the stuff. Um, so. We'll figure it out. Maybe maybe we skip the pod and we'll do a we'll do a live um that's what Instagram I was, live. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Something along those lines, right? All right, let's do that then. I'm down to do that. All right. All right, perfect. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. No one's even listening at this point anymore. Um let's have a let's have a good weekend here. All right. A lot of props out there, a lot of a lot of games, and you know, just hope your team wins. Foley, sign us off here. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, hopefully your New Year's resolutions are off to a hot start. Um, We'll talk to you next week.